0: Welcome to the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. Welcome to the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast, fresh off of a UFC 283, from Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, from the Junesi Arena. Jamal Hill is the new light heavyweight champion of the UFC in a uh, masterclass performance on Saturday night against Glover Teixeira. We have a lot to discuss, but Ty, how are you feeling today? Um, You took took some shots, man. There was people ready to throw in the towel midway through this card, and they (laughs) couldn't, though. There's just no way... (laughs) Throw the damn towel! People were yelling it, but uh, one and nine on the night for you, Ty. How how are you feeling?
1: <laughs> what a great introduction! Thank you.
0: Yeah, um, awful.
1: <laughs> yeah awful, terrible. Uh, it was a, it was a good it was a good night of I uh, was glad to see Jamal Hill get his do his thing, um, bouncing back a year and a half after getting his arm snapped and losing to Paul Craig. Yeah, gets the belt. That's a huge fucking crazy turnaround. Um, Marino did his thing at one twenty five. Now Figgy can go up to 135, and we can see what he's got. I but I don't know, man. He's he's kind of old, you know. I feel like he might have plateaued. His style is not really conducive for winning. Um, I just feel like he's feasted on some smaller guys, and now yeah. it's, it's going to be a lot tougher. Because uh, he's, he, you know, it's not like he's tall. He's just he's just thick. Not really thick, but you know, he just, he's just big.
0: He's just a, he's a weight bully. He definitely is. Yeah. He's just much bigger than everyone else that he fights. But uh,
1: and he might be on some supplements too. Who knows? Possible. Um, not getting any younger, and he's, you know, he's taking some damage in these losses, so we'll see what's next for him, who he debuts with at 135. I would like to eventually see him and Piotr Jan in a match. That's uh, like my dream, I think, dream matchup. I think we know where that <laughs>
0: one would go, but uh, how about we get right into the main event of the evening? Uh, your, your boy was down at Live Casino, uh, watching this one, uh, just getting after cashing it, cashing out on uh, my first ever sportsbook uh, uh, MMA parlay that just, you know, w- nice money line sort of Hill, Moreno, Burns, and Andrade to cash hell? us out and get us out of there. But um, let, let's just talk about how Jamal Hill, I mean, we we, we thought that – we, we both had him, you know, to win this fight in theory, but I guess we never thought that he could have – dominated in the way he did for five rounds and get taken down in portions of this fight and still be able to get back up and just, I'll tell you what, man, I was just so impressed with the way he fought this week.
1: Insane. I mean, the amount of, the the numbers he put up, I know the fifth round was a little different, but um, what, 232 significant strikes, that's crazy, for a light heavyweight, man, that's, that's like, that doesn't happen. You know? Um, he didn't get the finish, like I thought maybe he could uh, he or definitely would. But.
0: Could. I mean, I was right there on that uh, TKO, but you know, I, listen, I one of those where you you bet it and you're like, I'm on the right side. It just didn't hit. I I know that yeah. that's a crazy thing to say for some people. You're like, you lost, but yeah, man. But he kicked him in the head six times. He was wobbling him. He had him broken. People were ready to throw in the towel after the third round. Like it, uh, we yeah. had the right side there. We we <laughs> we were on the right side. It just didn't it didn't go our way.
1: Yeah, and you know, retiring Glover Teixeira is something that nobody has been able to. We've been waiting. We've been waiting for a while. Yeah, you know, um, even after his loss to Yuri, he, he was winning. So uh, you know, they were going to go back at it. And I thought he probably would have lost that rematch just because, you know, you he, you can't do what he does at 43 years old. You know, he's born in the 70s. I just don't think that's very sustainable. No, when you're facing some of these guys, where you're already at an athletic disadvantage, speed disadvantage, power disadvantage. Uh, pretty much almost everything until it hits the ground. And Jamal Hill did well when he was on the ground. I thought when he got him down, was it the fourth? Was it the fifth or fourth? Fifth Um, fifth
0: round he got him down.
1: Yeah, I thought, I was like, oh, man, or this, this, who knows? Like, this could be it. Jamal Hill just showed, you know, a lot of improvements. He's really improved his ground game a lot. Yeah. um, In a short period of time, too, because honestly, you know, we didn't really get to, he he tried to prove a point against uh, Paul Craig, and that's just the wrong guy to, to do that too. And he escaped the first armbar too, which is what people don't don't remember. It was on his right arm, and he got out of it. And then his left arm just got just got melted. Uh, but he's shown crazy improvements. You know, he gets hit, he takes some shots, he gets cut up sometimes, he fights through it. He's he's just a dog.
0: I I gotta say though, like uh, my my headset just sounded real weird there for a second, but uh, I was just amazed at his. I mean, the kicking game was incredible. His takedown defense was stout for long, extended periods of this fight. Man, like he just—what uh, I mean, he get taken down twice the whole time. And when he got taken down, I think he got taken down to the the third or second round. Third, yeah. I was gonna a- say. And he like he got up within like about a minute and a half or so. I mean, he was like held down for a little bit, but he didn't really take any damage. He was making Glover work the whole time. And I mean, poor Glover took shot after shot after shot, and and he just he was too slow, too stiff. I mean, he was he was taking the shots well, but when you're when they're having to say that on the broadcast, it's not a good situation, (laughs) you know. So we want to hear. That's no, so it's. I mean, I I can't really say much more than how I'm like uh, just impressed I am with the way Jamal Hill fought on Saturday night, and I mean, Glover Teixeira had a great career. He he wound up climbing that mountain. He became the champion. He has nothing to be ashamed of. It's just at a certain point the game, not even necessarily passes you by, but it just becomes too much of an uphill battle to be fighting these young savages like Sweet Dreams, who have all of the you know the skills. And I mean, I, I felt like even Glover after the fight was even telling him like, "Damn man, like that." You know, you, you're you're like he <laughs> you probably thought you're better than I thought you were. I didn't think you were like if I got you on the ground, especially the fifth round of a fight where you had thrown, you know, three hundred plus strikes or however many he had thrown by then, that he thought you. Oh man, I'm in here. Like I had him mounted, and it's like, uh, oh my god, like this is like he's gonna turn over, give him his. Like if me, when me and you were talking before the fight, we were like, dude, if he gets him to the ground you know like this could be a ball game you know like he could just yep. pound them out and that's it this is this you know glory to share hell yeah bro no pause on that either and he did it like he, he he stayed in the in the fight the whole time and not only stayed in it but was like was was dominant he he had like was in control for i would say about 23 of the 25 minutes of this fight kicks uh, he, the jab was nice. He hurt him so many times. He just couldn't get him out of there. He even followed him to the ground at one point and, and was was dominant on top. It's just uh, you know, respect and uh, you know, Jamal Hill is deservingly so the champion.
1: Yeah, they had the same amount of control time—three minutes and twenty-six seconds. Fun Crazy. fact: two of seventeen on takedowns yeah. for Clover. Um, Jamal Hill landed more significant strikes than Glover through total strikes by. F- 30, let's see six quick math so I mean if you look at the round by round just you know 46 51 44 fourth round 74 79 to 18 just pinpoint accuracy to 65 percent in that round um it's it's gonna be tough he's gonna have some tough matchups Yuri is a tough matchup for anybody but he's also he's also very beatable for anybody because of because of his style yeah it's a little too it's a little too Johnny Walker esque he just kind of he, he gets away with it he has a good chin but also, you know, he's been cracked before. So, also coming off that major shoulder surgery, we'll uh, we'll have to see how he looks. But and who knows you know, when man,
0: that's going to happen, right? I mean, right, probably end of
1: the year. If and a lot can happen in, in and, that time. Yeah,
0: exactly. You know, Jamal's going to have to defend it before then. At some point, against someone, you don't you just don't know who. Yeah. I guess we could talk about that loses. next, right? Like, uh, well, I think he well,
1: probably loses Tankaleev.
0: What would you, all right? So, is that what you think they would do next? Ankoli, um, I think yeah. Ankalyov and Plachovic should run it back. If I, if I was matchmaking, I think Rocket is hurt. Or, yeah. I mean, he He's was hurt, for hurt a little bit. It yeah, right. Yeah. I'm, what was that? He fought Blahovic and blew his knee out, right? I, feel like, I believe yeah, that. He had money but, on him. That's right. We were upset. It was like a couple weeks in a row. It was right after um, <laughs> yep. Aspinall did the same thing to us. We're like, dude, we might not like, have to re- retire from that. Ortega. Oh, my God. Yeah, that was a rough, <laughs> rough stretch. But uh, Everybody was getting hurt. And then I had
1: um, uh, Phil Halls. He, he got his ACL blown out by um, Mr. Valismas. Um I can't think of his out. name. But what the, f- what the fuck's his name? No. <laughs> no, the new guy. Mr. Valismas. Mr. Valismas, the new guy. I forget his name. He beat the shit out of Phil Halls, knocked him out after he tore his ACL. Now he's fighting like, I don't know, man.
0: <laughs> I don't remember. Uh, uh, Roman Do- uh, yes, oh, Roman Dolite. Oh, Dolice, Yes, <laughs>
1: yeah, that's
0: Mr. Velismus. Shout um, out to Mr. Velismus.
1: Yeah, I had <laughs> <laughs> I had Phil Hall's too, and he he blew his ACL. So bad we bad year for injuries. Yeah, I'll say.
0: Yeah, that's for sure. Bad bad year for main event injuries, and uh, <laughs> well, you know what? I, I respected Jamal Hill. I, I would if I had to guess, they would have those two fight each other soon. And uh, then run it in the summer, I guess. Uh, other than that, Rockich, Uh Anthony Smith got completely screwed. Uh, he was, you yeah. Know, and then well, he missed weight, yeah. so you know what? What are you going to do about that? <laughs> I don't even care about Anthony. Smith um, anymore Johnny play. Walker. Fan honestly, of title shot. the crazy thing is Johnny Walker's creeping up into this uh, conversation. Johnny Walker's
1: one fight away from a title shot.
0: Yeah, I never thought we would get here. Uh, I mean, <laughs>
1: He's back. I, I mean, can't believe it.
0: Yeah, and, and Jamal Hill sent him down like a redwood, like I said last week. Yeah. And that, that is something you have to consider because he better hope that that doesn't have to happen again. That that fight was yeah, not better- competitive <laughs> whatsoever. So, oh, 205, Lord. kind of a uh, shit show now. Kind of a shit show now. So you know, maybe Dominic Reyes really, uh, can turn it around. He jumped up a spot <laughs> here in the uh, rankings, but uh, I don't know how that happened. Yeah, But uh, shout out to him. Jamal Hill for the win. Uh, we have Brandon Moreno, though who re- reclaims his 125 title via du- duck the stoppage due to a eye injury uh, in between the third and fourth rounds he got uh davison got caught with a i believe right left hand it was a left hand with his thumb sort of uh you know with the the side of his hand just cracked him right under the eye shut that eye completely that was crazy. happened quick. And he had nothing for him. But I mean, honestly, this fight really wasn't all that much competitive. I heard them say that they gave Figure eight of the second round. I don't I mean, I don't get that necessarily, I guess maybe, but I thought Moreno was dominant throughout the whole fight. I didn't think that the result was in doubt just because I mean right away took him to the ground. Was, you know, almost what did he have him in a like a guillotine or he was trying to get him in the guillotine, didn't really have it. Moreno yeah. just it was that, kind of that mentality he had in the uh, second fight where he just went forward and attacked him like pit bull mode, had no respect for Figueredo. And that's how you have to beat Davison. If you try to stand there and, and pitter-patter with him, he will, he will have his way with you. Uh, but after the fight, Figueredo says he's moving up to 35 like we talked about uh, early on in the fight, but I guess I'd like to hear your thoughts on the fight as a whole. Brandon Moreno, the new 125 champion.
1: Yeah, he was just ahead of him yeah. uh, in the scrambles, uh everything. I I just don't think the best version of Figgy is at 125. You know, I'm not, I'm not making excuses. I th- Marino is better, you know. He um he won he won the series and he he's younger, better I, I think he's just better all around. I think he might be smarter, better game planned. I know he's been moving around coaching wise, but I think he's been uh where's he been training at Safe recently? sayud Yeah. Stage side you the fucking the captain or what do they call him the 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 coach the captain something he's just he's awesome he he elevates everybody and uh, you know Moreno really had a quick rise I mean remember he lost the Pantoja and Pettis back to back and he had all those cancel fights with Ray Borg we didn't think we'd ever see him ever we never you know I was just a state of the flyweight division around back in you know seventeen and eighteen um, also le- lost to Pantoja on the Ultimate Fighter yeah um, so I I guess. I guess he's next, right? Did did they get, did something happen? Was there like a skirmish or something was it was Pan, was Pantoja uh, trying to get after him? I thought I saw that.
0: Oh, I'm not sure. I didn't see that.
1: I thought I saw he got like thrown out of the arena or something something.
0: I saw him throwing be... trash at him on the way out. That was Oh, wow. That was pretty crazy. Um <laughs> That's just, you know, the shout out to the Brazilians. Uh, I thought, thought a couple of Philadelphia fans were down there, but apparently it was just the Brazilian fans throwing trash at uh, Brandon Moreno.
1: I can't believe it. I thought, are you sure there wasn't Philly? Uh, no, no the there was no Eagles
0: fans down there. They were busy at the time. So, yeah, <laughs> it's crazy how that works out. Um, you know, it is interesting. Like you said, I think Pantoja, you're probably right. He's probably next. And, uh, you know, given his, their history, it does make a com- uh, compelling matchup. Uh, I don't know. I really don't know who would win that fight. I mean, pro- you know, you would probably have to take Pantoja on the line, right? Just because of their history. But, I mean, this is a different Moreno than when they fought back in, what was that? Uh, 17, eight, Yeah, 16. 18. Ultimate. 18 was the last time they fought. Yeah. They, they fought twice. They the
1: ultimate fighter, what was that? So, uh, 16.
0: 2016. Rear naked choke, and then the other one was a unanimous decision. So, I mean, you can't just necessarily say that's going to happen again. But it, you know that's it's always a, a factor when you when you kind of like to handicap these fights. But the 25 now with Figueredo out, it's kind of wide open. You're going to see some different, new, exciting matchups. Uh, you know, guys like uh, I could see coming up uh, on the, on the prowl. Uh, you know, Manel Cop. We've been talking about him for for a while now. He's not necessarily he next. puts it together, man. Yeah, and, and you see his ground game. You see his striking. It has. Evolved so much that he, you know, he's just—he's a tough out. He's a tough guy when when you're standing across from him to get him out of there, or even beat him for 15 minutes, or you know, if it's going to be for a title for 25 minutes. So there's just a lot of uh, interesting. And you know, Kai carr Francis still still chilling there. So that's a guy. You know, he might not be Steve. next for Marino, but you're going to have to get through him if you want to fight. France. And. <laughs> Roy Vall, I mean, there's just a lot of tough guys there at 25. But with uh, Figueroa move- moving, it kind of uh, opens up the uh, floodgates for a lot of these guys to get a chance. So I should, I mean, I I, I imagine we'll see a lot of different matchups get made uh, in the near future.
1: Yeah, and Mucaya, I mean, yeah. that's
0: another guy who you could I was see just coming. Just going to say up. that, yeah. Uh,
1: your boy Jeff Molina might not be back, but oh no, no that's got-
0: unfortunate. <laughs>
1: We got Mikhaev. Uh I like Amir Albazi a lot. Yeah, um, you know, he's still hanging around. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's it's probably over, but he's still hanging around. It's Cody Garbrandt. I mean, he's fighting Julio Arce in a, in a couple months.
0: Um, is is we'll he, what's just, he? What's he? What does he fight now? Is he? Is he at still still twenty five or what? are We back I, to thirty five I, now.
1: I, I bo- I've thought twenty. Uh, I guess Arce is at one thirty five. I think so. Yeah, I guess so. Um, he was just in these rankings. Yeah, thank God. I guess, but you know, none of it's got, good. Uh, you, got, you even got that kid Tatsuro Taira. He's like a couple fights away from being ranked. You know, um, your boy Suma Madar- M- Madarji. Yeah, um, Carlos Fernandez, Ode Osborne, Jake Hadley, a bunch of like decent guys, and then you have like Alin Nascimento. Flyweights are weird. It seems like they always have like, they like have these late blooms. Yeah, because you talked about how Moreno is a lot different from when they fought Pantoja back then. Pantoja's gotten a lot better. You know, he took yeah. a couple losses right uh, after right after the, right after the um, Ultimate Fighter. He lost to Dustin Ortiz on that Miocic and card. Uh, he lost to Figgy and Askar Askarov Two like you know just tough opponents for anybody, especially with Askar's um, style. But he's put three together, three wins together in a row. I don't know, man. I think I might take him over uh, over Moreno. Is that is that me just being a, a Moreno hater? Hater?
0: No, no, I don't think so at all. I I think like we kind of just labeled out like when you have. You know, two prior victories against somebody, and that now he's the champion. That doesn't, you know that doesn't erase what happened in the past. Doesn't necessarily mean that that's going to happen again or be repeated. But you can't just act like it didn't happen. You know, that's right. It's just, and it's a every fight is different, every matchup is different. You know, so it's, you know, if it was Figueredo again, you'd probably be like, all right, I got Moreno in the next one. But you know, Pantoja prevents or pre- presents a different, uh, you know set of problems and who knows if moreno will be ready to deal with that it's you know the the grappling is much more i would say dominant uh in a pantoja you know because moreno moreno seemed like he had the upper hand in all the grappling exchanges with figueredo i don't know if that would be the case against pantoja right
1: yeah i mean pantoja i think um i had him in the last fight against um let's see who was it the Perez? No, I, not Perez.
0: He did fight Perez pretty recently, but I don't know. It was
1: Perez. Yeah, I had him I had him against Roy Vall inside the distance. He almost lost Roy Val, but I think he has one of the tightest chokes, so some of the best jiu-jitsu pound-for-pound yeah. pound in the UFC. Um, he just got the, you know, pretty much not not getting boxing exchanges with Moreno. I don't know if he'd – he is explosive, though, so. Well, have to see, I, I would imagine that's next because I don't think he has a fight after that. Um, it's almost been a year, I guess, since he fought – perez last summer yeah um, but yeah i think like you said this division's opening up now which is good I think he's gonna go to where he probably belongs and uh,
0: i don't think he'll, let's just say though i don't think he's gonna have much success up there interesting i just don't i don't think he, like he's like we talked about how he was kind of a weight bully and the bigger guy in a lot of these matchups and that kind of led him to have more you know more success not necessarily saying he can't, if just if you're asking my opinion. I think if he's up there against guys like Corey Sanhagen who are, you
1: know. Give him Dom Cruz. Who wins?
0: I, I think he probably could beat Dom Cruz just because he has so much fuck. That's the one thing that can uh, equalize Dom Cruz's movement is power, sheer power. And honestly, though, we don't know if Figueredo's power is going to translate up to 35. It probably will. True. But, you know, I, there's I'm I'm not saying I'm not curious, though. I will be excited to see when he fights. I don't know how like uh up in the way in the division they're gonna put him in there first with, you know, like does he fight a song I know these guys all probably have fight, you know, a lot of these guys have fights made, but uh you know, w- would he fight up as far up as Rob Font or, you know, like your Dom Cruz or would they drop him down, and have him fight a Yanez or something like that, you know, who knows? But He's I'm, definitely
1: getting a rank a rank. Oh just, no doubt. Yeah maybe like yeah, maybe like Song or Ricky Rick, Smith has a fight made Chris Gutierrez or something like that. Someone yeah. who's like not not bad but not
0: you know, definitely beatable. I could see them wanting to the track him and put him up there against somebody like a uh, – I know, mean, yeah, you don't Van have Hague to like and, uh, slow Dom play him, or something like that because, you know. Fuck it. But like, there's a lot of people that have fights made already. But uh, how about Gilbert Burns cutting through Neil Magny like hot butter, okay? Like a knife through hot butter. Easy sub, arm triangle. Cash that plus 230 out ticket if you, uh, if you rode with us or me. Shout out to me. Uh, this is what I, I'm not gonna put, toot my own horn too much because I didn't have that great of a day either. But uh, for the record, since I should talk to you, I should actually go out and say my record: three and six on the night, minus one point eight units; six and eleven it. on the year, minus nine point five or point nine five units. That's much different than nine point five, but I would 0.95 it. units. Yeah, I, I will take it. I will not complain. But well, do you have much to say here other than just a dominant, dominant performance from Gilbert Burns.
1: No, I mean he looked he looked great, like like we thought, like you you pretty much mapped out. Um, and I think Maggie might be uh, he might be a little cooked. He just he fights just everybody, you know. It's it's after a long time of fighting all these guys, it just it wears on you. So I guess we'll see what he gets next. He, he's not getting any younger. He's like 35, 36. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it.
0: Let me just say though, uh, I think one seventy is my least favorite division. Uh, due to the fact that the whole upper portion of this weight class won't fight probably or won't make a fight or won't even discuss getting into another fight until this Usman Edwards fight. and Then they'll all clamor to get the title shot. (laughs) And then after that, whoever doesn't get the title shot will probably still sit around and wait and hope that they get the title shot. (laughs) So it'll be Covington, Chemayev, uh, Muhammad, and not even I can't even Burns will be included, but Burns just fought. Burns will fight. He, he's been he's been very adamant that he'll fight whoever they put in front of him. But that's it. Like after that, that's it. Like t- Stephen Thompson's Shofcott. not serious. Uh you know, yeah, Jeff Neal. He, Jeff Neal has a fight coming up against somebody. I don't I don't remember who. Um, oh, Shoffcott. Shoffcott. That's crazy. That's crazy. That's a crazy ass fight. Uh, Brady has a fight coming up against Paeta. Oof. That's that's a pretty crazy fight too. But other than that, that's like that, scary. like those those top names I named you, Bilal's not fight nobody, Chimaev ain't fight nobody, and Covington ain't fight nobody. So it's oh. just gonna kind of be like a uh, standstill, and there's not gonna be any movement up there un- until you know one of those two would. If, those, if two of those people agreed to fight each other, they would separate themselves from the pack and be the next contender. But everyone's too scared, so they'll play this kind of uh, slot machine roulette game. To figure out who has the next title shot after the championship fight on uh, March March eighteenth, so
1: you, know, you know, it's not going to be it's not going to be Rafael Dos Anjos that's for sure. Yeah,
0: yeah, you could uh, I think that's a fair assessment.
1: Um, <laughs> <laughs> a we rule. need Covington, we need Covington and Shamayev is what needs to be the setup for whoever wins the Usman Edwards fight. Yeah, you know, a, it, that's what it should be. Uh, maybe give Gilbert Burns shop cop beats Jeff Neal on the John Jones card, boom. Then you have just a, a complete. Heck in order, and then just make the best man win.
0: Yeah, it's, something needs to happen. That, that's that's all I know. They need to, a welterweight
1: Grand Prix, if you will.
0: God forbid they ever did something fun like that. I, I. Yeah. And honestly, getting all these guys to agree to something like that would be insane. It seems like there's more uh, just impossibility for that to happen in a UFC as opposed to Bellator. Who will yeah. just throw those things together like nothing? I, I, I'll I'll be scrolling through Twitter, and they're like, oh, Lightweight Grand Prix. And I'm like, oh, shit. And they just name all these people. Yeah. And then six of the guys I don't know, two of the guys I do know, three of them are just these Russian savages. And you're just like, all right, well, uh, I'll check that out. Let's see what's going on. But, uh, yeah, you know, who knows? Who knows what's going to happen at 170? There's a lot, lot up in the air. Uh, Jessica Andrade. Beat up Lauren, Lucky Lauren Murphy and kind of what we talked about. The reason we both didn't put it on the card was, or you you actually did. That's right. You had the inside the distance, but right. um, well th- this is this is what uh, the trepidation that we we both talked about. This though was that Lucky Lauren Murphy would be too goddamn tough for her own good, and she got not beat very lucky. up pretty bad. She was not lucky. Uh, Jessica <laughs> did not really look for any sort of su- submission or anything like that. She was there for. Pure violence, and uh, she get, she got it, but she just was not able to get uh, Laura Murphy out of there.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was Laura Murphy. 0 oh, for fifteen on takedowns. So. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for coming.
0: Uh, I guess she. I guess Murphy had the advantage in the grappling because that's what it, it seemed like from Jessica. The way she was acting, she did not really want to engage in any sort of long, uh, long form grappling situation, and she just kind of stayed away from that. And it was a good strategy. She beat the shit out of her. But uh wasn't good for her inside the distance and um, ninety
1: five of one forty one in the third round for Andrade.
0: Yeah crazy and she could get her out of there. That was the tough that was the there, tough it run. got a little
1: close. It did. They were they were Um the referee She's taking a of close look Mr. Osiris Maya.
0: Oh I know. Not, yeah. sure,
1: not sure about him. I'm not sure about him.
0: Yeah, I'm not um, sure about him either, man. <laughs>
1: um yeah, I just never heard of him. I don't know. I don't <laughs> really. I've seen. Him. I I, used to, I thought he was related to Damian, because I don't I don't know, but maybe not. Maybe maybe they are. But yeah, that was brutal. I don't know what Laura Murphy does next since she's like seventy years old. Smokes yeah, a lot of crack. She just keeps. I don't know.
0: She keeps fall, falling farther and farther down the rankings, <laughs> and uh, you know it's kind of like you said at the advanced age, it's tough. I mean, she's still number six, and you know, and they got the Alexa Grasso and uh, Shevchenko fight being made. So I guess, you know, it's kind of, but she's got an uphill battle if she wants to get back to, uh, you know, to, to where she needs to be in that division. Maybe consider a move Everybody up Everybody behind her, man. Look at like, them.
1: Yeah. Look at the woman behind her. They're all, like, on the rise. Yeah. You know? I, I would like,
0: consider a move up.
1: I don't know if she beats Erin Blanchfield or Macy Barber. Hell or no. Vivi, Vivi Ucho or Tracy Cortez or Andrea Lee or Casey O'Neill. You know, those are all tough matchups. Uh, you know, I just don't know. She's – like you said – Super old. They're all super young and hungry. She's getting beat up on a daily basis. You know, even the fight she wins, like Joanne Calderwood, that fight was, you know, she was she was getting hit. She gets hit. Um, but she is a dog, honestly. She is a tough, tough motherfucker it's for tough, eating man. all those Andrade un- un- shots. Cynthia Calvillo gave up after, you know, a couple punches and a gust of air. She was, she was ready to say no mas. Uh, she got Amanda Lemos out of there quick. Nobody does that to her. So, yeah, I don't know what's really next for Andrade. She's kind of like capped out, you know. There's yeah,
0: really... uh, how many times can you go and get your ass beat for the title? That's basically what <laughs> uh, the thought is. I guess she was talking about going Give back a rose. down. She's, she wants yeah. to go back down to 15 and fight Wei Li in Brazil. And that's like, that's not how that works. You already
1: fought Wei Li. Yeah, you fought Wei Li in China and you got smoked.
0: Yeah, but then she's like, Smoke but then, like, a like cigar. They're not going to be like, "Oh yeah, you're right." Let's go back to Brazil in the summer so that we can make this uh, barn burner of a no who gives a shit. You know, like <laughs> yeah, use, use your head. But I guess uh, Murphy could go up to 35 and fight Yana Santos because I know uh, we all sure. like, we like her, who formerly Yana Kunitskaya, who has changed her name now. I guess. She <laughs> oh <her name>. wow! <laughs> I wanted to drop that on you. Yeah. <laughs> I've been waiting to say w- that this whole podcast. <laughs> We'll see how Miss Santos
1: does uh, in her first fight with the name change. You remember how Michelle (laughs) Watterson Gomez did?
0: (laughs) Yeah, that didn't go well. That didn't go well at all. You know what also didn't go well?
1: If Roxanne McSweeney ever
0: gets in that cage, I'm not sure what's going to happen. No shot. No shot. The CTE legend. Um, (laughs) No, it didn't go well. Paul Craig's (laughs) takedown offense. Against Johnny Walker Oof. and him holding on to his leg like uh, like, a, like a child who doesn't want their parent to leave the house. And he was just getting his head bashed in by Johnny Walker. That seems like Johnny Walker's best offense is when he's just clubbing his forearm against the side of someone's you should head. should just do that all the time. All the time, because honestly. <laughs> so, yeah, and, and then when he's doing the worm afterwards, that is what he's best known for. This seemed... Like a, a lock afterwards when you when you're sitting there you're like damn I definitely should have just taken the John but there really wasn't any opportunity to make any money other than um, like a, a first <laughs> round something you know like I just didn't know it was gonna happen that quick and uh, Paul Craig just looked he looked lost he really did oh, man. and uh, you know yeah uh, Paul Craig is just kind of what uh, real true a true blue one trick pony. If if it doesn't go well in the first couple you know minutes or the first exchange, then he is done and now that's two in a row he's lost, so he'll be dropping down in the rankings. But there's not much to say here other than that.
1: That was brutal. Uh, death by by hammer fist, I guess. I feel like he could kill somebody with a couple of those, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah, you could. I mean. Um. I, Johnny Walker, a, light heavyweight
1: champion. I'm just, I'm just saying. Uh, yeah,
0: you know, like when you look at it, you're like, oh my god, he's, uh, he's actually getting pretty close, but <laughs> he, he needs a couple more up there, man. He, this is not, he's gonna need a few more, uh, you know, fights under his belt before we start talking about him. And now, you know, he's gonna yeah. have to hope Jamal Hill loses. Running uh, back Ryan fan, I don't know. Yeah, uh, yeah, I know you want that back badly. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I do. And Johnny Walker, we, we've. Obviously, we're probably the biggest fans, the the biggest podcast fans of Johnny Walker. Uh, you know, we, we love the way he can go to sleep in the middle of a fight, and wake up, and, and, and just reboot, back. and then go back to sleep. I mean, you look up his highlights of him getting knocked out. There are YouTube videos of him landing on the ground, popping back up, and then getting put back to sleep. It's incredible. <laughs> Johnny Walker is unlike any other fighter that's out there. Uh, good for SBG. Shout out to SBG uh, getting another win out there. And Connor's going to be a right fighter. It's Con- about time. Connor's going to be back, baby, this year, they're saying. In yeah. the coming months is what the talk is. Back talks in jail? So, Let's uh, go. Uh, hopefully not. But. Um, <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. How about that, baby? Let's go. He he allegedly did not assault the woman on the yacht. That's always oh, – it's not sure. good. It's not good when when those are the stories that are coming out. And as yeah. opposed to fight news, it's like I didn't assault that woman. So that's uh, – It wasn't me. It wasn't me. It was the other so guy. It was, it was Artem. Ar- it, Ar- Ar- it was the other guy with the gorilla tattoo on his chest. So uh, <laughs> Darren Till. Yeah, <laughs> Darren Till. Uh, Ihor Potiera. Poteria. Potiera. Uh, <laughs> he uh, he he just put uh, Mauricio Shogun Hua to a uh, early uh, early demise, and uh, that's the it. Wasn't end. looking
1: good. It wasn't looking bad.
0: It wasn't looking say. bad. Uh, yeah, for for and then, points, and then it wasn't good. Yeah, it, <laughs> and then he got caught behind the ear, man. And that's uh, it, it. Doesn't matter how old course. you are, the ultimate equalizer yeah. is behind the ear, well, and uh, that was it. And then he turtled up, and Ehor gets the victory, and then he did his like duelist. Sort of uh, uh, was, celebration, bro, was which was
1: whack as yeah, fuck. Dancing, dancing on his grave. Dancing
0: on, on a fifty year old man's grave, which is insane. <laughs> but uh, yeah, shout out to Ehor. Uh, we think we know that we know the deal with Ehor. Yeah, e- yeah. Ehor's on the fade list. Uh,
1: yeah, I, I think I should have had. I think we should have had Ehor inside the distance, just off principle here. But I went, uh, I went a little outside the box, and there you go. I think, did Shogun announce his retirement? If he didn't, he should. I, I think should it was already
0: him. before the fight. It was, that's that right. Was this deal, wasn't right? Fight. I, I really right. hope so. He, I mean, absolutely. BKFC? BKFC, BKFC I could I be know. next. He could fight Ngannou. That's what I. That's the rumors Jesus are. Christ. No, I'm just fucking around. But I really hope not. Um, you never know. <laughs> you never know because uh, Bigfoot uh, or one of the Nogueras oh, man. is always fighting. You know, uh, Antonio
1: it, Silva, B- Mr. Bigfoot is always ready for a fight.
0: Yeah, those guys, uh those poor Brazilians don't know when to stop, man. They just keep they just keep on going. Uh speaking of which, speaking of which, man. <laughs> I I told all you people on this podcast if you listen to it to take a shot down the field on Bruno Fajeda. and uh he, <laughs> he he took a shot, man. He <laughs> is a fucking tank, dude. He is an animal. He was definitely the the smaller guy in the in this fight, but uh RoboCop kind of just stiff and just walks forward the whole fight, and he's just kind of just plods forward, he landed a couple good shots, but I mean, I would like to see this Fajada guy at uh, 70, I think he's just, I think he's a fuck like, he's a fucking tank, I don't think he should be wasting all this weight by fighting, you know, like, uh, up at uh, up a weight class against these huge guys, if he could just, I mean, easier said than done if you could cut down to that weight, but... I don't know. I just uh
1: brutal, brutal. That yeah. that left hook just or the straight left just melted RoboCop.
0: Yeah, he like he sat and he, like paused and he threw like a couple wild hooks. And he caught RoboCop on the end of one of them. And that was I mean, RoboCop was laying flat on his back. Thanks for coming. RoboCop. Oh, RoboCops are bad. Yeah, and uh The Hulk. Welcome to the UFC. The Hulk is here. Another Hulk. We have another Hulk. Hopefully, he can go up to 205 and take out Kutalaba. Actually, sorry. <laughs> yeah, Kutalaba is Hulks. no longer in the UFC. So, thanks for coming, Mr. It. <laughs> Kutalaba. But, uh, yeah. No, I, 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 Bruno Ferreira, he looks like a uh, solid, solid um, prospect, I guess you could call him at this point. But I guess we'll see what they do next. Uh, Tiago Moises took out Mr. Costa. I'm not even going <laughs> attempt to say Melchizal. Melchizal. All, right? all right, there you go. He um, just spammed, absolutely spammed the takedown button in this in this matchup, and uh, you know eventually got through uh, much easier towards the end of this fight, and then rear naked choked him. Once he got his back, it was pretty much a wrap, and this was a pretty easy submission bet here for uh, for the for the shoulder strike MMA boys.
1: Yeah, I mean, if it wasn't for uh, Mr. Tiago Moises, I would have got a fat donut on the night. So I'm kind of glad he – at least he could pull through for me, you know.
0: It seems like when these guys fight – so like when uh, Tiago Moises fights a Islam Mahachev, I know he lost the next fight after, but it just seems like they're – they realize the levels to their to, to these grappling things, and it's not like he wasn't already a good grappler, but it like takes their game to another level. And it just seemed like his grappling was just so dominant in this fight, and it, it was just a huge, huge difference maker. Now I know he was supposed to fight the Georgian Viking Guram Kudaladze, but uh, I mean I don't know how that matchup would have gone. But, you know, he, he all you can do is fight the person in front of you, and he took care of business and cashed out our plus 180 submission bet. So I'm uh, hearing. I, inside the distance because I'm pussy. But uh,
1: <laughs> I'm hearing from producers that it's Melky Zael.
0: Melky Zael All right. All right. Thank you, you to go. the people in the back helping us out. Um, what do we have next here? G- Gabriel Bonfim, the second yep. of the fights for the night, but this is the first one we will talk about. Gabriel Bonfim with a mounted guillotine choke. 49 seconds into the first round against the sniper, Munir Laziz. We both had the sniper here. This one hurt. Uh, the sniper panicked. He panicked big time. Uh, he kind of just, you know, this Bonfim walked right across and started throwing nukes at him, and he had no answer for it. And, uh, I mean, he, he was landing these fire leg kicks, but it just, you know, he just really, as soon as he kind of, he just really sloppily engaged in a clinch to kind of just keep him off of him, or just kind of to stop these bombs from coming his way and bonfim locked his neck up right away and and then they landed you know on they landed down and they flipped him over right onto into the mountain that was over very quickly after that
1: yeah uh i think he might be i think uh, his brother might be better um but he's younger and bigger and he's undefeated so like I don't know, man. He's, he's a little wild. He he was reaching a little bit, but yeah. uh, I I mean, he he snatched up that team quick, quick, yeah. man. Like you know, I I like these guys. These guys are. I mean, I bet against both of them in law, so I have nothing but respect now for them. Yeah, sadly. when you cost but, me
0: money like that, you know.
1: Yeah, I'm tuned in now. You have my attention. Uh, I don't think you know. I making Gabriel Bonfim the the favorite over Mounir Laziz seemed like. Well, you know, was it too too soon, too much? Obviously not, man. He did. He made short work of. Also, he didn't get a didn't get a performance bonus, which I thought was kind of fucked up. So we can only give one to one brother. Sorry. Yeah,
0: maybe they could share it because apparently the UFC yeah. is so strapped for cash. But uh, yeah, I mean, like you said, when you when you when you fade these guys and you and they they just cook you, that you have to have respect for them. And he made quick work of Laziz and it just kind of. Like you said, like he's uh, not on the ultimate bet list, uh, but he's definitely on the watch out for this guy. Given a matchup, if he can go out and smoke a guy who will let like will melt, you know. I don't know. I just didn't like the. Uh, he was very aggressive. I don't know if he fights like that every single fight, but he came. Uh, you know, being in Brazil, he it came by- right across and was looking for All war. Right.
1: Also, fighting after his brother, I think yeah. you know, and seeing what his brother did, he's like, yo, I got to do something. And it's funny because you know it almost went the other way, but he ended up uh, getting his own highlight and his own division, uh, which is good. They're not in the same division like that, and uh, we'll see. Maybe it's the year of the bomb theme.
0: Maybe, and it's only January, so there's plenty of time to run it up. So, Jalton Almeida, one of the patron saints of this podcast, our boy. We love this guy. We've been talking about him pretty much since he made his UFC debut, right? Yeah, I, I think when he it.
1: fought uh it was Park our boy Parker Porter. No, um
0: the contender series he, uh, he fought Dean. with
1: Marquez. Yeah, yeah, but, uh, on was. the Nazrgin Nazardinov. How could you forget him?
0: Yeah, and Danilo um, Marquez. So I remember watching that fight and I was like, "Oh my god, like this guy like, yeah, is an animal."
1: We're like, "He's probably he's probably good." And then he's like, "Yeah, I'm just going to go up to heavyweight." And we're like, "Wait a minute, what?" And yeah, he like, demolished Parker Porter, your boy um Love Parker Porter. <laughs> And obviously hasn't really fought anybody, you know. Since he's supposed to fight Max Christian that would have been interesting. Uh, Shamil Abdurakhmanov in the first five seconds
0: cracked
1: Jelton Almeida yes, with a right did. hook, uh, and he, he walked through it, which is good. Um, we li- I like seeing that, you know. And it went to the second round. He does do a little stalling. He does do a lot. There's sometimes when he's on the ground, there's a little inactivity, but I don't think it matters, man. He he's so dominant. He's not, I don't see really anybody being able to stop him. He's getting bigger now. He looks like he looks like uh, a heavyweight yeah. now.
0: I was gonna when say he fought to Parker you.
1: Porter, he did he was like 215, 220. He didn't look like a heavyweight, you know? Um, and he's not he's, fat too, either. He's fucking he ripped. Is yoked. Yeah. He's huge. He is terrifying. Uh, you know, I feel like he might be a champion in a year, in two years, you know? Seriously. Um, and he's, he's only 31. So like the fact that he's bigger than all these guys, more athletic, probably hits harder, stronger. I mean, he picked up abdul Rakhinoff like it was nothing. That dude's not light. You know no. that's a big boy. That's a big brother. So I don't, I, I don't know, man. He's he's also younger than all, most of these guys. Most most heavyweights are you know are older. It's just how it is. Even you know look at Francis. He's not young. Uh, I think Cyril. I don't know if Cyril Gunn's necessarily young. But you have John Jones, Stipe. All these guys are old. Curtis Blades is a bit bit youngish, but I don't know who's going to beat him, man, at heavyweight. I don't, I don't.
0: And breaking news: he's ranked now. Yeah, he Let's takes go. Shamil Abdurakhmanov's spot, who was at fifteen, give me that. and he will go to fourteen now, jumping Blagoy Ivanov. I know everyone out. I'm sorry oh, no. for the Blagoy Ivanov fans out there who were upset pretty. by this, uh, by this uh, update. But yeah, listen, dude, I, I'm with you, dude. Almeida, I don't see like there's obviously everyone has a matchup that will give them problems, but I've really struggled to find someone. <laughs> that he'll be matched up against where i'm like oh wow he's in trouble you know like he is going to be a tough out for anyone that he fights and i think he could be ready for the upper, upper echelon of this weight class i mean you're talking about dacus Tibora, Jarzinho, volkov I mean, lewis aspinall Tuivasa. like then once you get to blades it's like okay now we're you know we're in like uh troublesome situations but like that's number four in the weight class. You know, that's yeah. Pavlovich, Miocic. Like, that. that's when we're getting into, like, well, like, that's how good this Almeida guy is. And we've been telling you all for so long how good he is. But now he's like, like you said, he is every bit of a heavyweight now. He's not that 205 guy who just decided to go up to make it easier on himself. Like, now he is fucking jacked. And I, I really... Struggled to find someone that's going to give him problems, and, and you know now he's on he's on the fast fast track right now at, at number fourteen. He's only two, maybe three fights away from fighting for a title. So, Cody Stamen took care of business against Luan Lucerda. This was another one of my shots down the field didn't hit, but uh, <laughs> you know unanimous this is for Cody. Uh, not much to say about that other than that.
1: Yeah, it got a little close there for a second. Um, this dude Lucerda looked. Looked good early, throw a lot of good uh, body body shots, but um, yeah, it was it was a pretty decent fight. Um, Cody Stamen, I think I think it was Cody Stamen. The way just flipped off the, the Brazilian crowd, nice. didn't like that, um, but he did get out of there unscathed.
0: Good for him. Didn't get trashed at him. I didn't, I didn't get the nope. chance to see. Well, him. Well, he might the, have, but uh, yeah, I didn't get the chance to see him walk out. But uh, <laughs> Ishmael Bonfim, this is another one where this one hurt. Listen, Hart, this is a uh, – I am talking to the president of the T-Rex fan club. Terrence McKinney uh, was put into the shadow realm by Mr. Bonfim with a flying knee, uh, very similar to the Sean Woodson knockout. It just seems like a his instant when someone's jumping at him is to just throw his head into their knee. I know it's not what he's doing. He's going for a takedown, but it's just a bad habit that he has, and it's cost him now twice. Did Dober uh, do it too? I'm, with yeah. knees, didn't he fish with I knees think, or, or uh, a knee, the one
1: knee, right? Hit him with that knee to the
0: Yes. Fucking... Yes, yes, yes. Well that's that's not good, man. Yeah, knee yeah, to grind. Like Ryan span,
1: Ryan span to elbows is what Terrence McKinney is to knees. Yeah.
0: It's Just um, can't avoid him. Yeah, now he falls to thirteen and five. The bone the other Bone Theme brothers, nineteen and three. Uh good that night. Guy's a stud. Yeah, good night for him. Uh good night for the Bone Theme family. And uh, McKinney's gotta go back to the drawing board again.
1: Stuffed McKinney's takedowns. He got a take a takedown of himself, uh, and he outstruck him just with ease at distance. Uh, he backed him up against the cage. He was cutting off the cage, knocked his mouthpiece out a couple times. Uh, I mean, he just took it to him. Yeah. This kid's good, man. He went to the body a lot, body head, uh, head head body head. You know, just mixing up pretty much what everybody wants from their fighters is to just go to the body, drop their hands, and go high. And that's what he was doing. And I mean, man, that's switch knee. Whew. It's funny because they were showing his brother in like a brother cam in the corner, and then he threw the knee and landed it, and then the cam it, like went away. Um, crazy, just <laughs> fucking crazy timing on that. Uh, RIP.
0: Yeah, um...
1: I don't know what's next. I, I know they had a couple. They had some shots together after the fight. That was kind of cool to see. They were taking mm-hmm. shots at Tequila together. Um, I, I'm sure McKinney might have had a lot of, to to alleviate the headache that he probably had. Um, it, it looked like hit him in a weird spot, like he was like the neck. Jaw? Yes. Yeah. Which I can't imagine
0: how that feels. I
1: mean, yeah. I mean, it sounds worse So It's like getting hit with a baseball
0: but, bat inside of your head. And just, then you wake I don't up like, like Yo, that sound Yo, of that. wait, what the fuck just happened? And they're like, dude, you got like knocked the, the fuck out, bro. That's not, <laughs> you're done, dude.
1: So, yeah. So, yeah, I don't know what's next for Kenny, but he's got uh, a, he, he has too many of these tendencies that haven't been corrected that I'm, I'm, yeah, you know, I might be out. I'm, I might have to resign. There might be a, uh, he might step down. There might be an impeachment process. Oh, I don't know. Boy,
0: I might have to be hey, listen before the next fight. We might begin the impeachment process here on the podcast to get, remove sure. you from your position. But I don't think it's your fault that he doesn't know uh, how to properly defend himself on the feet. That's not that is not necessarily yeah. your fault. But I mean, hey, it, not nothing against it either because it's, it's, it's these Bothin brothers are fucking animals. So it's not. They're hammers. You they're know. Mean. Yeah, you, you think you know what you're walking into, but you know, we you just don't know uh nicholas dalby this one really hurt you man you you double dipped here i i this is the first double dip ever on the podcast and you got burnt twice on a split decision by nicholas dalby uh taking out Worley Alves. i had the inside the distance too i, I rode into the sunset with you this was not good you I but, have you loved but to the have right been, decision right
1: yeah i think so i would have loved to have been the beneficiary of a terrible decision because i never am
0: yeah but seems like that uh
1: what are you gonna do? Maybe one day, you know. Maybe if I would have bet on uh, Nunes by decision, I would have got rewarded. But no, yeah, not much really to say here. Dalby uh, just did more, did a lot more, more active. Just kind of always throwing something out there. He threw like 248 strikes. Um, Worley Alves only really got one takedown. Um Dalby was just—he was just better. He was just better. He did get hit with some shots, but his chin looked pretty good. Um, yeah, I mean Danish dynamite. Another uh, solid win for him, I
0: guess. Yeah, good for him. That's that's all I'll say cuz bad for me. This pissed me off, man. It pissed me off big <laughs> time. But how about Josie Ann Nuñez? This one pissed you off as well. Uh Zara Faim coming up short. Josie with a 10 and 1 uh record now, moving her way up that 45 uh rankings. Oh wait, uh, th- there are no rankings for 45. <laughs> um, so her little what is she? Five, five, two, two, like, and one, she's, maybe she's five, two, and her last. She weighed in at this fight for a hundred and forty-five and a half pounds. I mean, she is a fucking tank at that. At, at that. At that stature, she has two consecutive uh, decision victories. She is on a streak in the UFC of three and Oh. Who knows what they do next with her, but you know I'd like to see her fight somebody that's actually going to give her a uh, a run for her money uh, per se. And uh, I'm glad I'm staying away from her inside the distance because it just doesn't seem like it's going to hit anytime soon. Maybe that, if she uh, fought at her normal weight class, she'd actually finish people. But you know what? 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 Be Malecki, step up. Yeah, be uh, a, Zara Fair, dude.
1: The first the, when this fight started, I was like, oh my god, this chick looks like she's a light heavyweight. She's so much bigger. And she was throwing like these uppercuts and they were landing at, at times. And I'm like, it just looks like she's so much bigger than her and that she should dominate her. And then after a couple minutes, she just, she, or after the first round, really. Honestly, I think the end of the first round, I saw that uh, they showed the live odds. It was like, like a minute left. And they saw Nunez was plus 112. And then like the beginning of the second round, she was like minus 250. It was crazy. I wish I would have caught Nunez at plus money because she didn't look good for the first four minutes. But after that, she was locked the fuck in. Um, crazy Zara Farron's just not good, not good.
0: Yep, and that's about all all you can say about that. It's just uh, six and five for for Miss Zara Faram. Uh, so not Danilo good. Marcos with knees to the body. He uh, that, that it was kind of like like not really running away, but trying to skirt along the fence. And Simon got popped with a knee on the side of his uh, you know in his rib cage. And that was pretty much it. Mr. Marcos gets a TKO victory. He moves to fourteen and zero. I should have known to just hop on this bandwagon, but uh, it was making his UFC debut. Uh, you know, after he beat Brandon Let's Go Lewis, who I will say though, <laughs> Brandon Let's Go Lewis put on one of the most. Heart, like hardy performances I've ever I've ever seen. That guy was getting the shit beat out of him in that fight, and he just kept coming. But, uh, in other Let's words, go, good for da- da- Daniel Marcos, Daniel Marcos. Uh, this is a good win, and, uh, you know, maybe we'll get to see him, uh, upper level comp, not up upper level, but we'll, we'll get a jump of competition next time.
1: Might be and, the best Peruvian fighter we've seen yet.
0: Mr. Oliverish. you know, Simon, that is, should probably not be in the UFC.
1: Yeah. I'll, I'll just say him. that he's like short, you know, yeah,
0: 5'3", 5'4". He's just not—he's not on this level. It doesn't seem like maybe I—I I don't know. It's just—that's just what the vibe I get. And being five four, fighting at thirty five, good luck. Maybe move down, but he doesn't seem like he has much weight to give up to move. Just down. give a cut. Just cut him. Leave enough layers. Yeah, cut that. Come so, on, uh, <laughs> cut that. Cut that. So, <laughs> go over to Sharon Jamal Hill. Win fight of the night. They both get fifty thousand dollars. Jalton Almeida gets performance of the night with fifty thousand, and the other performance of the night was, as you mentioned, Mister Ishmael Boomfim for fifty k. And that is that. That is the uh, that is UFC two eighty three. The next time we will be back. Uh, we will not have a podcast, uh, another one this week, due to the fact that there is not an event coming up this weekend, which sucks. But uh, we will be back next weekend for a card that will start at 10 o'clock. And the main card will start at 1 a.m. That is Derek Lewis and Sergey Spivak. So real quick before we get out of here, we'll do a little, little preview. And then after that, we have a bunch of weekends in a row of fight cards, which is always good for us and good for you, the uh, listener at home.
1: 285 can't wait for that 285 Oof. i mean
0: 284 from perth australia looks like a uh, a pretty good card you know there's a there's a ton of fights labeled on for that there's two title fights Yeah, jesus uh, i mean there's the the whole card itself isn't great but when you give me you know 16 17 fights to bet i you will not hear one complaint out of me and that's the day before the super bowl Pretty sure so. And, then,
1: and that is also the debut of Mr. Taffa.
0: What do you mean, the debut? Yes.
1: The debut of Justin Taffa. Wait, which one? Wait, where's a junior? I forget which one's the... Both are on this card, and I think now, junior, junior Taffa. Junior Taffa is Taffa the, is,
0: is the uh, Yeah, that's the one that would be making his debut.
1: Yeah, and he's actually pretty good. He's going to make his debut against Mr. Waldo or Cortez Acasa. That's actually going to be a pretty good fight. Wow. Justin Taffa. Somehow, on the main of main card, Justin Tafa and Mark Parker Porter will throw down. So that's going to be, that's going to happen. That's going to happen. But we have the Taffa brothers. At uh, least Reed gets back gets back in there. It's your girl. You get to see Tuukka Hopefully, go to sleep. We're Gosh. waiting for that moment. I know you are,
0: Don Shanice,
1: Shanice, Mister Don Shanice, uh,
0: Luma or, Luke yeah, Okay.
1: Yeah the the, the pre- preliminary card oh does not look God, too this promising.
0: Card is fucking. Garbage, dude. Josh Kulabow. Cool- <laughs> oh, my. Tyson
1: Pedro. And, and...
0: Who the fuck and, uh, is he fighting?
1: Zang Min Yang Yang. Zhang Mingyang.
0: What is going on here? I mean, the Jack Della Mandalena and Randy Brown fight is pretty good, but. And Jimmy Cruz so was, and I mean, Alonzo Menafield is, isn't is horrible, but. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that, that's like a, a yes. fight night. I don't even know who Sorry. Jack Jenkins is. I to be honest. I don't know who Jack Jenkins is either. Yeah. <laughs> Better be is like, this weekend, Sounds right? like a
1: Patriots Patriots cornerback, Jack Jenkins. Um, yes, Artur Betterbeev will be getting in that ring this weekend against Anthony Yardy. It's a Yardy party. Um, they will be taking – I think it's at Wembley. Um, I don't think Mr. Yardy, the beast from the east is what his nickname is. I don't think he's got anything for him. Now he hasn't lost – he's on a three-fight win streak, but he did lose to this guy named Lyndon Arthur, who he uh, avenged that loss quickly. But still – uh, you know, he was beating Sergey Kovalev, and then he got knocked out in the 11th just a couple of years ago. You know, he's a bit of a front runner. Arthur Petrbiev is just a scary individual. He's 38, so I, he, he reminds me a lot of Triple G, where he's, he, he arrives a little too late, you know, for his star power to really turn into something. But he is probably one of the scariest boxers in the world. Um, hasn't lost. Probably will never lose as long as he's a pro. Uh, co-main event: David Jimenez. Not but, who I thought it was. They're I it was really the thinking
0: that better B F going to walk they have through. A flyweight. It. I mean, the odds are yeah. pretty crazy.
1: Yeah, I mean, he probably will. Um, there's a flyweight fight in the co-main event. I thought David Jimenez. I'm thinking of somebody else, but yeah, not not really a big card, and there's not really you know boxing has a good. Um, you're going to see a lot more good fights in like February, and March. And leading into the summer, um, they have a, they have a lot of agreed upon fights. We'll see, you know what they happens. We'll see what happens with Jervante right. and and Ryan Ryan Garcia. We'll see whatever Spence and Crawford get into Canelo, whatever he wants to do. We'll see. But yeah, there's that. I don't think there's really anything else. There's Bellator next week. Um, same same as um, the UFC card, but it's early earlier in the day. at six. Bader and Fedor. What do yeah. you think? <laughs>
0: I mean it really should go the same as the last one did, but uh, I what are the uh, I guess I would be curious to see. Fedor is forty six.
1: Forty six years are old. Are you
0: serious? I didn't know he was that old. Holy Brian shit. Brian Bader
1: is thirty nine, so
0: There are no odds Bader's, on website. Fedor's on a two fight win streak. Quinn Rampage Jackson and Tim Johnson. Oh, what do, do you go. think? Uh, give me me Quentin rampage? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I honestly, I'm trying to look for. I don't find. I can't find these odds anywhere on here.
1: I would hope there's not. Fedor Bader inside the distance round one would be like m- minus eight hundred.
0: <laughs> Bader versus Fedor two man. Uh, the first one was very quick, right? It was like inside a minute. This,
1: apparently, this main card has three fights on it, so that's a pretty deep main card.
0: I, yeah, and wh- how about that Marcelo Gome being on the. Uh, being the main event. Main event. <laughs> uh, the odds for this one, Bader's minus 400. He's a minus 400 favorite. Oh, that's an favorite. easy um, parlay piece. When was my the last brain. time? When, when did they fight?
1: Like 2018, 19. Yeah. Right before COVID, I think.
0: Okay. So uh, The
1: co-main looks good. An- Anatoly Tokov and Johnny Evelyn, But um, after that, man, I mean, our, my girl Alejandra Lara is in there again. She's probably going to lose to my other girl, Diana Asuka. F F Sara Can't say that name. Uh, how about Max Roscoff getting back Let's in there? Go. Rated R. I don't know what that means. Rated R superstar. He is getting back in there. Uh, his last fight was like, uh, 2021 at the end of 2021, he fought Jordan Bailey and cage warriors. He had a couple wins in cage warriors after Austin Hubbard kind of, um, did some damage to him. Made him, made him reconsider, uh, life, but yeah, he's going to fight Chris Gonzalez. That's, Not an easy fight, honestly. Um, And then Jeff Neal's brother Grant Neal will be fighting Carl Albrechtiton, the Swedish sensation. Um, Who else? Henry Corrales, Ahmed Magomedov, the undefeated Russian. I know you love your undefeated Russians. Darion Caldwell's in there, buried on the prelims against Nikita Mikhailov. Uh, Neiman Gracie's probably going to get knocked out again. You know, that's good. Lorenz Larkin's fighting.
0: You yeah, got Gracie as your last name. It's like the kiss of death in MMA now.
1: <laughs> yeah, really. That or having or me having money on you. One true. Of the two.
0: That's true, actually.
1: Um. <laughs> so yeah, they have a fourteen fight card early in that day. It's gonna be kind of sloppy, and then we'll see Derek Lewis and Sergey Spivak fight for like twenty five minutes. So it's gonna be a great, great Saturday in two weeks.
0: Yeah, uh, so enjoy your Saturday this upcoming weekend or your Saturday and Sunday. You'll have some NFL. I know I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll be all in on our Eagles. We might even pop back in for a uh, sports episode just to – We might uh, have to. Friday before, we'll be drunk. We'll be free gaming. Possibly. Yeah, I'm going to drink for not. five straight days now, beginning now, <laughs> to, to get myself ready for the game. But uh, now, in all seriousness, enjoy the weekend. We'll be back next week with a full breakdown – of what's going to come up on the Spivak and Lewis card uh, February 4th. But until then, enjoy your time. Uh, Go Birds. And uh, thank you for listening.
1: Go Birds.